In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I begin this morning with a question, and it's a question uh, addressed uh, by Jesus to those who would come and follow him. And Jesus asked that pertinent question, uh, what do you seek? And so I ask that question um, to you and to me. What, what do you seek? What do you chase after? What do you long for? Uh, what is it in your life that you feel like you need just a little bit more of this or perhaps um, a little less of this and then uh, things will be okay and then you'll be complete? What is it um, that you are pursuing? What is it that you seek? Uh, a question might be, um, when your mind is in neutral, um, where does it go? What do you um, think about? What do you reflect upon? And so the question this morning to you is, what do you see? And as I ask that question, it's no surprise to hear that a clergyman is going to suggest to us this morning that what we ultimately need um, is Jesus. Um, The one that we ultimately need. The one person who is needful and necessary in our lives. The one that we deeply, desperately need to have a relationship with. The one alone in whom we can experience peace and fullness and wholeness. I would suggest to you this morning, I would urge you um, this morning, that ultimately the one that we need um, is Jesus. One of the joys I have is that uh, serving as the day school chaplain, we have chapel every Wednesday. And one of the best things about chapel on Wednesday, one of the things I enjoy is in those first two pews on either side, on the 4K and the 5K sit there in those first two pews. One of the great things, you know, it's great to have the peanut gallery up front because um, one of the things with y'all, God bless you, you're polite. Um, you sort of keep polite. But the 4K, there's no guile. You know how you're doing. Um, you know, if they start to fall over in the pew, it's time to say amen. It's time to wrap up. It's time um, to move on with the 4K. As I say, there's just, there's no guile. It's clear how things um, are going with them. And Twice a year we have communion and we send word out to the parents before that it's going to be communion. If you, your child is a baptized Christian, if you'd like them to receive, they're welcome to receive. Uh, if they're not, they can come forward, cross their arms, uh, they'll receive a blessing. And so the parents let their children know and a number of the younger kids will come up and they'll, they'll have their arms crossed and will say a blessing. And uh, last time, uh, just recently, our last time... When we had communion, one of the little girls came up and her arms were crossed and I I said a blessing. And after I said the uh, blessing, as she was walking away, she sort of slyly reached back and just took one of the hosts um, off of um, the patent. And she, uh, you know, uh, strikingly, uh, she looked strikingly like Lily Pearson. Um, if I would have, if I didn't know, but I would say that it was, uh, that it was Lily as she reached back and, you know, she just needed a little Jesus. Uh, Mom and Dad, I heard what you said, but, um, um, I need a little Jesus and she sort of helped herself and, and I, I thought the, the best pastoral approach, I didn't chase her down. Um, I didn't snatch it back or just said, you know what, Lord, you've got this one. Um, <laughs> You've got this one covered. Well, one of the challenges um, for the people of Israel, one of the challenges for you and for me, because the human condition hasn't changed, is, you know, they they felt like they needed a little bit of God. 
You know, I need a little bit of God. Uh, I need a little religion. I need a little better um, practice, some better intentions to sort of straighten my act up just a little bit, and, and then um, I'll be okay. I need just uh, I need just a little bit. And the reality is, is that's not sufficient. It wasn't sufficient for them. Uh, it's not sufficient for you and for me because what we ultimately need uh, is someone to deliver us. What we ultimately need is someone to ransom us and to redeem us. The message of the gospel that in Jesus, God has made atonement um, for the sins of the world. God has made atonement for yours and my sins. He's come forth into the world to seek us, to pursue us, to call us into a relationship with himself. He's come forward into the world to accomplish what we, with all of our best intentions and all of our best efforts, can't accomplish on our own. Because one of the things that I think when we get beyond the surface of all the various things that we chase after and long for, ultimately what we seek is to be loved and accepted. There's a deep hunger a deep longing um, in our lives to be loved, a deep longing and a hunger um, in our lives to be accepted. However, the issue is, is that we are afraid. We're afraid that if people really see us, we're afraid that if people really know us, uh, then there's no way we can be loved and accepted. And we have that same thought um, toward God. If he really sees into my mind, if he really sees um, into my heart and the things that are driving me, there's no way... Um, that I can be loved and accepted by God. Well, of course, um, we fool ourselves because the reality is God already knows what's in our hearts and our minds. We begin um, the communion service. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you um, no secrets are hid. Uh, We, like Adam and Eve in the garden, we run from the one we should be running to. Uh, We hide from one another. We hide from God, longing and desiring to be loved and accepted, but fearing that if we're really truly known and seen, that there's no way that that would be possible. And there's a certain uh, insight in that anxiety, because we're not inherently okay. We do need someone to come and to deliver us. I was... Um, there's a song that's out on the radio um, now. It's a song, uh, Eminem and Rihanna, uh, Monster. Uh, I, that was very resonant at the 7.30 when I referred to that. And, and it sort of similarly seems to, you all know uh, what, I'm, what I'm talking about with that. But there's a, there's a line in that song that I think is tremendously uh, insightful. And Eminem uh, says uh, these words. He says, Because I need an interventionist to intervene between me and this monster to save me from myself and all this conflict, because the very thing that I love is killing me, and I can't conquer it. What a a great um, insight. I I need an interventionist to come in um, and to save me, because I can't conquer it on my own. The very thing that I love um, is killing me, and I can't conquer it. He recognizes that we need a Savior, one to come forth into the world um, to save us. And we see in Jesus, um, God has done just that. He does recognize that we need an interventionist, that we need someone to come and to save us uh, from ourselves. And the amazing message of the cross is this, is that God does fully see you and me uh, and all of the sins and all of the bondage of our lives, but he also sees us in light of what we can be um, through the power of his grace working in us. He also sees us for what we can be when we have been washed by his blood, when we have been redeemed and restored, not by our merits, but through his merits, which have come forth into the world in Jesus. 
who comes to seek us and who comes to save us. There is a quote uh, from Bruce Milne who wrote a commentary on John's gospel. And I share with you now what he wrote because it is um, the amazing heart of the gospel message. Responding to, yes, the human condition, the reality that we need to be people who are delivered and redeemed, but ultimately the good news and the way in which God has accomplished that. And Milne writes these words. Few aspects of the gospel need greater or more frequent reaffirmation than this one. How many people struggle for survival beneath crushing burdens of guilt? But Christ, the Lamb of God, really has borne it all for us. He says to us today, son, daughter, your sins really are forgiven. Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Finally, there is the scope of the Lamb's ministry. The sins of the world, without any exception, every kind of sin and evil is covered. There is no sin too heinous. No wickedness too terrible, no habitual failure too often repeated, that it cannot be taken away by Christ, our heavenly Lamb. Brothers and sisters, uh, this morning, brothers and sisters listening uh, from Lenox Road, do you believe this, this message of the gospel, which goes out to you and to me? We are people deeply, desperately in need of being loved and accepted. We need to be people who are delivered from the bondage of our sins. And the amazing message of the gospel is that God is more than aware of that. And he has more than accomplished it through his cross and through his resurrection. By Jesus, who's come forth into the world as a good shepherd to gather us unto himself. That we might be his sons and daughters. That we might be loved and accepted. That we might be forgiven and restored, not based on who we are, but through who he is and what he has accomplished. I'm here that good news of our God and our Savior who comes forth into the world and invites us to himself. That we might know in him what we long for and need um, to be restored by him, uh, redeemed by him. That we might know the fullness of life found in him alone now and in the life to come. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in Jesus, your son, you have sought us and called us to yourself. Heavenly Father, fill our hearts, we pray, with the good news of the grace and mercy found in you, uh, the wholeness made available in Jesus, your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen.